Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bible, you can open it to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Uh, we will look at, uh, have you been chosen? Have you been chosen? Uh, what a wonderful piece of text here that we have. I want you to pay attention to a few things as we go through this study. Uh, you're going to see the term in Christ or the word in used a number of times. Uh, you'll see in the heavenly places, in Christ, in Him, in love, and in the beloved. And then you'll also see blessed twice and spiritual blessings and uh, just a wonderful piece of scripture. I hope that you enjoy this study as we continue to look at Have You Been Chosen? Here is the first half of this two-part study. Now, the word chosen is very popular right now because of the movie, right? Everybody's watching The Chosen and I have to remind people it is a great way for you to be able to share the gospel with people. Because people will like it, they may watch it for the entertainment side of it. Because you have to understand is all those conversations that happen are not in the Bible. There's some liberty that's taken there. And so a good way of drawing people in is saying, you know what, let's go to the Word of God. Let's see what it says. Let me show you what Jesus said at that moment. You know, those are opportunities. I, I have, man, I tell you what, I am so tired of Christians beating each other up. Y'all need to stop doing that online. I think the Grammys happened this week and everybody lost their minds online. And you have Christians attacking Christians, Christians questioning Christian salvation. That is not your job. It's not. You need to worry about you and your walk. And I see that. And don't get me wrong. And what happens wrong? It's demonic worship. It's wrong. But when we start attacking each other, because they were like, well, there are Christian artists there. How come they didn't stand up? You have no clue if that artist spoke to somebody or talked to somebody or talked with them about Jesus. You're assuming the conversations. You're assuming you, the cameras are not on them. You don't know if they got up and walked out. But people lost their minds. And they started questioning people's salvation. And, and that's, that's the wrong thing to do. When we look at this chosen right and i've seen the same thing with chosen they're doing the same thing with chosen well that's you know that's not what would be that it comes from the mormon thing and it's like it is a a tool a fishing lure so people can come to know jesus christ that's what it is that's all we know what the word of god says 
But man, when somebody's excited or somebody's upset and they go, man, did you see what happened at the Grammys? Yeah. Do you know that even the demons believe in God? Do you believe in God? That's the conversation that needs to happen. But what happens is, and I've said this online this week, some of y'all, if I took away your social media, that's the only way people know that you're a Christian. That's the only way they know. Because you don't live it out in every area of your life. And so when we look at this, what's important for us to understand is like when we talk about being chosen, here's a, you know, a secret. You're all chosen. But the problem is we all have free will. It's a spoiler alert. You've all been chosen. But you have to choose to confess your sins, to repent, turn to God, ask Christ into your heart. But see, what gets everybody in trouble is free will. What we need to do is there's a few things that we need to pay attention to, and that this is the beauty of Paul's scripture as he writes this, is he, he uses some verses, uh, some terms here. You're going to see the word in a lot. So if I was studying this and, and putting together my observation, one of the first things I would see is that we see in heavenly places, in Christ, in Him, in love, in the Beloved. Right? And then we see two times He says spiritual, He says blessed twice in spiritual blessings. So we've been chosen. We've been seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Paul's writing to the believer. Right? Now what we need to, because we are Calvary Chapel, we have to knock this out of the way right out the bat. Okay? This is part of our distinctives. Whenever we talk about words like predestined or election or chosen, we do not believe or fall under any kind of Calvinism. Okay? That's something that we don't believe in. And the reason why when you look at Calvinism versus Arminianism... There's a balance that needs to be struck in those two things, but Calvinism teaches that Jesus' atonement on the cross was limited and that he died only for a chosen group, the elect. And then you have the, the, the other side, like as we look at Calvary Chapel, what we believe is that Jesus died on the cross for all sins and for all people. And they have a strict five-point Calvinist view or reformed view because they changed it from Calvinist. They change it to Reformed. Reformed teachers. There are some great teachers of the Word that are Reformed. John MacArthur. Bodie Bachman. Right? I'm trying to think who else. Alistair Begg. All Reformed teachers. But when they get to predestination and election, that's when I have to check out. Because I'm like, that's not what we believe. Now, as far as I know, some of y'all probably use John MacArthur's commentary. Awesome. But you need to be remember is that when you get to predestination or election or chosen, they're going to take it into the Calvinistic view. Now, is there anything wrong with, with that? For us, we don't believe that. It's part of our distinctives. So if, if you don't want to, if you're going, man, I don't understand what distinctives are, those teachings are online. All of them. All of them at calvarydivine.org. But if you want to understand more, because some of us like to dive into stuff like this, and I tell you, it's a big theological argument. That's all it is. Does it, does it mean they're not going to be Reformed Christians in heaven? No, they're going to be in heaven. 
What we're doing is we're arguing over theology. That's what, that's, that's what it's all about. We just have a different view of it. And that's how Chuck always had a different view of it. Now, Chuck's book is available uh, for free, uh, along with a bunch of Chuck's books at calvarychapelriverside.org, calvarychapelriverside.org, and it's resources, under resources, and it's all PDFs. And it, I mean, I'm, if, if there's a book Chuck wrote, pretty much every one of them is available. And, but the Calvinism versus Armenianism is there, and it's very important that you, you look at that as we dive into it. The other thing that, that, we, that Calvinists do believe in is what they call irresistible grace. Now, I just heard Lloyd Pulley at 6 o'clock this morning talking about this. Because somebody called in and was wanting to know, well, if I'm, if I'm a Calvinist and I'm elected, then I can do what I want to do. And we'll get into that. Because it's, it's irresistible grace, meaning that it doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to heaven anyway, because I'm elect. Does that sound right? No, it's not. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that believe in that. And then so what they do believe is some people just aren't elected. How do you know who that is? Right? So that's why when we get into these type of scriptures, when you see words like predestination, when you see words like election, you need to understand what we are what our theology is on it and what distinctives we have on it. And, and like I always said, Chuck never went into theolo uh, theological arguments. He always had a balanced approach of it. He always looked at it through Scripture. And, and I think when we look at this, you'll have a better picture of it. So let's look at chosen with every spiritual blessing in verse 3. So it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And so, uh, literally what, what Paul is doing is a doxology. And what doxology means is that he's, he's speaking glory. And he's going to do this all the way to verse 14. It's a run-on sentence. And Paul's just like speaking glory to God. He's excited. Logos is, is the, the end of the word doxology, speaking glory. And he's speaking glory to the Logos, to the Father. And, he, and he's excited. He's, he comes into this and he's, it is the proper opinion of the Father. The way we should have. And one of the things I read when I, when I started reading this and I, and I started thinking, man, when is the last time you spoke glory to the Father? It should be when you pray, you give adoration. Right? But Paul, man, when Paul gets into it, Paul's nonstop. And I love that about Paul. But he says, has blessed, uh, blessed us. He has blessed us. And that's in the past tense. Blessed be the God and our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. In the past tense. And we see every spiritual blessing. First thing I think of is every. Like, not some every the word every and and when we look at spiritual blessing the first thing i thought of was psalm 23 psalm 23 verses 1 through 6 says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me besides the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that verse. He leads me. He restores my soul. He puts me on the path of righteousness. He prepares a, 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 a meal in front of the enemy. And he says, surely goodness. Not for some of the days of your life, but all. Spiritual blessings. Every one of them that happen comes from the Father. They come from the Father. But you have to ask yourself, is the Lord your shepherd? Because if you're chosen, and you've chosen to follow Jesus Christ, then He is. In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. It's God that consistently shines forth His goodness, truth, and grace. We turn to Him. We don't turn away from Him. We turn to Him. And, and, and I love that because it's important for us to understand. It's like when you think of every good and perfect gift, every spiritual blessing, you think about those times that you've been in the storm and you go, man, I don't see anything good coming out of this. Six months later, you look back and you go, man, God was moving in this. God was here. And it was every spiritual blessing given by the Father. Why? Because you're His child. You're His child. Now, He's not talking about a prosperity, a prosperity teaching of healthy, wealthy, and wise here. Right? Because prosperity teachings pull this out of there and they go, well, you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to be unhealthy for some of it. You're not going to be wise at all of it. Because we, we don't make good decisions sometimes, right? And, and your wealth is not dependent on God. I mean, it's not dependent on the world. It's dependent on what God provides you. You can be wealthy or you can be unwealthy. You, either way, God's going God's to even bring spiritual blessings to the poor. Doesn't matter. But in life, we're going to go through ups and downs. In life, we're going to go through those twists and turns. And he's saying like every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. And we see spiritual blessings, spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. You're going to see that term a lot in the book of Ephesians, in Christ. The blessings, what are they? Well, one, you're becoming God's child. That's a spiritual blessing. That's actually the most important blessing of all, is that you're becoming His child. There's no greater blessing than that because you would have suffered hell's eternal fire without it. And the next blessing would be is that the, the second blessing is, is that you're being God's child. You're becoming His child. You're being God's child. So hopefully you're, you're being God's child. There's a blessing in that because you're hidden in Christ. You're saved. You're shielded by what? The blood of Christ. Churches don't even want to talk about the blood of Christ anymore. Well, it's too morbid. We can't do that. What, what happened to Jesus on the cross? Blood was spilt. It's the same blood that paid for the sins on the cross that pays for your sins and mine. Every sin in this world. And it was paid for by the blood of Christ. You're covered by that blood. When the moment that you give your heart to Christ, you repent and you confess of your sins, and the Holy Spirit enters you, you're covered by the blood of Christ. You're being His child at that point. And so being His child, part of being His child is, is understanding that blessings come from what? Obedience. Obedience. Every time, man, every time we're obedient to God, He will bless you. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't go through trials or sufferings or 
difficulties, but he will bless you. Even when you repent, he blesses you because you're turning from the sin, turning back to him. He provides everything you need to walk away from that sin. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who, uh, those who ask Him? It's like, man, when your heart aligns with God's heart, that's what it means. It doesn't mean like, oh, I need a new car. Or, I, I, man, it would be nice to have a new house. Now, if you're asking, Lord, I need a van because I want to start a ministry to start getting people from San Antonio or from Divine to San Antonio to minister to them on the way because they have to have dialysis once a week and there's no place around here to do it. And they have to, there, there's no transportation to get them there. Lord, provide the van. You're asking for something that God's wanting to do. That, that God's intending to do to speak to those people who are fixing to go home to be with the Lord about Jesus Christ. That's when your heart's aligned. See, what happens is when we're a child of God, one of the things that we forget is that our Father does want to give spiritual blessings. But if you're disobedient and you're not listening, I don't think I ever got anything when I was, even as my dad, man, my earthly father. If I wasn't listening, I wasn't getting anything from the store. But at the end of the day, God wants it and, and wants from us to walk with Him. And we'll talk about the pursuit of holiness. We'll talk about being set apart for holiness. We talked about that last week. We talked about the saints and that you're set apart for what? Holiness. And that's what we should be walking in. And, and I love this because Paul, you know, he talks about these specific blessings here. And, and, and he talks about them being in the heavenlies. But let's look through it at verses 4 and 5 as we talk about the foundation. As we see chosen before the foundation. In verse 4 it says, Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without, without blame before Him in, in love. So why are you chosen? Why, why do we have these blessings that come and, and God provides us way out? It has nothing to do with your talents. It has nothing to do with your abilities. It has nothing to do because you think you're good. It has nothing to do with that. God didn't choose you because of that. You know, it, it, it's a reminder to us is that, that you're chosen to be a child of God. We've been created in the image of God and God has given you an opportunity to not only be a child of God, but to be in the family of God. And that even while you're here on earth, He has plans for you. And Paul writes here to the believers that are chosen by God. They are chosen before they have done anything. And that, that's a reminder to us that, that, that there's nothing that we bring to the table. Right? Everybody's going to be watching the Super Bowl and those men were chosen through a draft. Why? Because they were tested. Their intelligence was tested. Their, their strength, their abilities were tested. And they got chosen number one in the, in the draft. Not God. God gives opportunity to every one of us. I want you to think about that for a second. Because there's probably somebody in your life going, man, there's no way God chose that person. That person's like the devil. Do you understand? This is very important that you get this. 
Do you understand that you need to be praying for Madonna? That you need to be praying for Sam Smith? That you need to be praying for, what is it, Petra or whatever his name is? Or her name or however he wants to, whatever it is. You need to be praying for him. They need to come to know faith. You need to be praying for Jay-Z. Because his stuff got put in the background. He blasphemed God, called himself God. They need Christ. God chose them too. We need to be praying that God starts putting people in their life that would stop being yes men and yes women to them and share the gospel of Christ to them. Tell them you're on a path to hell. You're on the wide road. All roads don't lead to heaven. Because let me tell you, Madonna's been trying to figure that out for years. She's been a Catholic. She's been Hindu. She's been Buddhist. And now she's practicing demonic worship. And she still hasn't filled that hole in her heart. Which only Jesus can fill. But how many of us are like, oh man. Right? You didn't think about praying for them. It's like we, we went off. We got upset. How about put the phone down, put the tablet down and pray for them. How about pray God cuts the transmission. How about instead of posting stuff about that, post the gospel. Hey, this happened, but here's the gospel of Jesus Christ. We didn't do any of that stuff. Because we, for some reason, think, oh, I've already given my heart to Christ. I'm good to go. But you don't understand. Like, you have a cousin, a nephew, or, or an aunt, or somebody that you go, man, they are uh, they're, they're from the devil. But God chose them. They've been created in the image of God. You need to be praying that God sends somebody to talk to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. God wants everyone in the family of God. It's, been it's an opportunity for all of us. Because we can't pay that debt of sin on our own. It was paid for by Jesus Christ. And sadly what we see is we have just this, this people come into church and it's a religious activity. It's a religious activity and they come in miserable and they're followers of Christ. Like you should be joyful. You should be like, praise God, I'm awake today. Man, let me tell you something. When you have your health knocked around, then you really appreciate waking up every morning. When you're young, you don't think about that. But as you get older, you get hit. And then you're like, man, praise God, I woke up this morning. You start praising God, man. And that's how we should be. It's not a religious activity that we do on Sunday. He chose us. God didn't choose you because you were good. There are none righteous, no, not one. The only one righteous was Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, it says, For see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I'm evidence of that. I am. The reality of it is, is God has chosen us to use us for His kingdom, but He doesn't choose the, the things that we would think. If you think about Jesus, did Jesus go into the temple and say, let me get your best students, they're going to be my disciples? No, He didn't. He chose a zealot, somebody who was ready to overthrow the government. So he chose somebody who was an Antifa member, right? Or a proud boy. That's who he had chosen. He chose a tax collector, somebody who worked for the government and was cheating people out of money. 
the IRS, or anybody else in the government at this point, any congressman, senator, any of that stuff. Then what did he choose? He threw, he, he threw in some fishermen in, in there, some of the, the roughest of the rough, like y'all come on. And those were his disciples. And if, if, if you would have given Nicodemus the same choice, what would Nicodemus have? He would have got the best students. What did Jesus? Jesus chose the foolish things of the world. Why? Because who does it bring glory to? God. It brings glory to God. It's not so that we, we boast. It brings glory to God. God delights in using the broken things of this world. Somebody that you think can, cannot be fixed, cannot be restored, God uses. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station. It's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you, and I would say uh, make that donation to them. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Remember, you can find us at calvarydivine.org. calvarydivine.org. God bless you.